Daphne. Daphne Doolittle. The dame with the private eye. It was 3 a.m. in the city that always sleeps, and I was bound, buried, and baking in a prodigiously porky pumpkin pie, precariously perched on the pinnacle of the Paris, Pennsylvania Presbyterian Parish Presbytery. Ever since my debut detour into the dangerous depths of the deadly deduction, I've often surmised that my definitive demise would be mired in a modicum of mediocrity. But never did I foresee expiring as the crumbly, combusted crust of commonplace Cracker Barrel cuisine. <laughs> Look at thee, detective, baked into that pie. Whereof your mother and your sister and your brother and your third cousin twice removed, thrice detained for crimes against the state, daintily a half-fed, eating the flesh that mom herself hath bred. Tis true, tis true, the witness my knife's sharp point. Oh, detective, is this a dagger which I see before me, the handle toward my hand? I have thee now, and I see thee still. Come, detective, let me clutch thee. My nefarious nemesis on this obstreperous outing had a niggling knack for maniacally mad-living Shakespeare. He called himself... Fatuous Falstaff of Follinsby. The, the body bard of Babel and Bacchanal. I am time's fell hand to thee, Detective Doolittle, and you are the damn spot I must remove. In another life, Fatuous Falstaff had been Felix Charles, adult altar boy, fast food worker, and community theater actor. Or not to be! And one day, driven batty by the bilious banality of abiding by the good book, Felix Charles flipped off the bishop, raised his rosary, dropped out of his 27th consecutive production playing nephew Fred in A Christmas Carol, and eagerly embraced the salacious sensations of sin, the tempestuous temerity of temptation, and the invigorating entropy of improv theater. The world became his stage, its denizens his non-consensual players, he their deranged, demented director. Fatuous Falstaff's problem was, he only had entrances and no exits. And as a result, I had no time to carefully contemplate and surreptitiously strategize a jaw-dropping jailbreak or hide laughed at my losses, mucked at my gains, thwarted at my bargains, cooled my friends, hated hey, my- Bob, I don't even know you. How could I do any of that? Oh, detective, you are but a three-inch fool. I'm actually 5'7". A creep-faced loon. Thou art as loathsome as a toad. You scullion, you rampalion, you fustelarian. I, fatuous Falstaff, will tickle your catastrophe. Oh, family! Fatuous Falstaff had invited himself to my family's Thanksgiving celebration, an annual aggravation and vociferous vexation from which I routinely sought to be disinvited. Just as my mother and I were about to duel over who would break the wishbone, billowing blankets of sulfuric smoke shot forth from the turkey's sedulously seasoned orifices. Thrice the brinded Turk hath gobbled, thrice and once the grass-fed cage tree pig hath whined, thrice and twice the gravy hath bespitted. Harpier cries, tis time, tis time! Round about the family goes, 
double, double, toilet, trouble, fire, burn, detective, bubble. And just like the lame-brained lemmings they'd always been, my feckless family, under the insidious influence of fatuous Falstaff, twisted and tossed me into the center of this prodigiously porky pumpkin pie, perched me atop of the Paris Presbyterian steeple, and eagerly awaited the moment when he would allow them to scale the building and... Eat! Eat! Thou common do-little dogs, gorge thy glutton bosoms of the delectable detective! <laughs> yes, you make fat rascals, dear do-littles. If sack and sugar be a fault, God help the wicked! As I watched my feckless family scale the walls of the church, tongues wantonly wagging in anticipation of callously cannibalizing my burnt and blotched body alive, I realized I had no more faith in them to snap out of it than I did in a stewed prune. I had to take audacious action sooner than immediately. Let yourself be damned, detective. Like the glutton, pray to God his tongue be hotter. He had to hand it to the body bard. He was a creative visionary. A vituperative visionary, but still a visionary. Thrusting all of my weight into the prodigiously porky pumpkin pie, I began to rock the tin back and forth, back and forth. And even as my feckless family perniciously plodded closer and closer towards me, eager to sink their collective tooths into my impaired physique... Alas, detective, life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and presses out upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot. Full of sound and fury, speaking <laughs> of nothing. The only hope I harbored was from being carnivorously cannibalized by this flock of festering familial fools lay in the potential probability of physics. It was rock bottom ridiculous, but suddenly the giant tin loosened and began to timidly teeter on the brink of the church steeple. Now is the winter of our discontent, my dear Doolittle. We know what we are, but know not what we may be. And then, in one of those curious coincidences that only happens in the final five minutes of a police procedural, when the show needs to tie everything up in a nice, neat, tidy bow, a blustery breeze and a wispy winter wind came out of nowhere. Well, actually, it came from the north, but it was enough to tip the teetering tin in my felicitous favor. And suddenly the pumpkin pie and I were sailing swiftly groundward, taking out my bewitched brood one by one. The prodigiously porky pumpkin pie landed upside down with a... Immerse in my... Uh, iniquitous impresario in the oozing, undulating innards of his own hoisted petard. No! Thou elvish-marked abortive rooting hog! Thou that was sealed in thy nativity, the slave of nature and the daughter of hell! Thou slander of thy heavy mother's womb! Thou loaded issue of thy father's loins! Thou rag of honor thou detest! And as dawn dawned, I brought the curtain down on the case of the thin-witted, tickle-brained thespian. Recommended the authorities give fatuous Falstaff leniency for getting me out of Thanksgiving family dinner. Hopped into my crime-fighting car of choice, amorous Alma, the autoerotic Audi, and sped away in search of a hot shower and some Cool Whip to go with the dribbling droppings of pumpkin pie that had drenched me from head to toe. 
And with that, yet another wily whodunit demystified and detoxified by yours truly, Daphne Doolittle, the dame with the private eye.